0: to the podcast F4, we're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Michelle, want to give it a try?
1: Okay, I think I have it this time. Food uh scary, uh frightening uh uh food film fanatics. I I know there's a film <laughs> in there, so I'll get it right. Oh, too many words. We're getting
0: there. We're getting there. Yeah, there are too many words. Too many words for me. Definitely too many words in the title. So, Before we begin, a few disclaimers that we go over every week. Number one, we'll review one movie each week and Michelle will come up with a food based on the themes of that movie. Two, we are not experts on anything. Three, we try to keep these fairly short since like you will become distracted and wander off. And lastly, I think this goes without saying, but just in case, heavy spoilers ahead. If you have not seen this movie, turn back now. Because we're going to spoil it for you. So having said all of that... This week, we are going over a franchise, and it is the Psycho franchise. Luckily, this is much less complicated than what we did last week, because alien morphology, I don't know about you, but it was pretty complicated to me. This week, we're just talking about a, a boy, a man, a man-boy, who has mommy issues.
1: Yeah, he was pretty messed up. Poor guy.
0: Poor guy. We feel sorry for him. There are five movies total in this series and two television series. In the order in which they were released, they are Psycho from 1960, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. He, the movie was filmed in black and white. Two, which is Psycho 2, released in 1983, which is 23 years later. And that was directed by Richard Franklin, who was a student of Hitchcock. Three is Psycho 3, 1986, that's three years later. And besides starring, Anthony Hopkins also directed that film.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Four is a failed TV pilot called Bates Motel from 1987. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Five is Psycho 4, the beginning. That was released in 1990. It was directed by Mike Garris, and it was a made-for-TV movie that aired on Showtime. Um, six the remake of Psycho, from 1998, directed by Gus Van Zandt. That is a shot-by-shot shot recreation of the original movie. And lastly, Another Bates Motel, this TV series, and that was on the A&E channel, and that aired from 2013 to 2017, starring Freddie Highmore and someone we talked about last week, if you'll remember, Michelle, Vera Farmiga, who starred in the Conjuring series. Mm. So she plays Lorraine Warren in the Conjuring series. And as I said last week, she's a wonderful actor. I'm huh? glad she got another job. Yeah, I love watching everything she's in. So, where can you find these movies? The movies aren't on Netflix, but it has all five seasons of the TV series. Amazon has Psycho 1, 2, 3, and the Van Zant remake, available for a fee. Psycho 4 and the 1987 TV pilot are on YouTube for free. And then there's also a good documentary called Psycho Legacy that's available for free on YouTube. And that does some behind-scenes the stuff with the directors and the stars. So if you like Psycho, I would definitely recommend checking that out. That's called Psycho Legacy. So the Rotten Tomato scores on these movies, number one should come as no surprise, has the highest rating, Psycho 97%, Psycho 2 61%, Psycho 3, and this is where the critics and the audiences start to differ. Critics gave it a 55. Audiences gave it 25. Psycho 4 was not rated by critics. Audiences gave it a 33%. Uh, The 1998 remake of Psycho, critics gave it a 38%. Audiences gave it a 28%. Not feeling any love there. And the Bates Motel... 1987 TV pilot got a 36%, and A&E's Bates Motel got a 93%. So the two, as I would have thought, if I, you know, if I hadn't looked at this, they they match what I think, which is the original Psycho and the Bates Motel TV series are by far the best two options in the series. So the basic plot, I'll go over the basic plot, and then we can talk about a bunch of trivia, which I think there's some interesting trivia in there that you might like, Michelle. Or some things that you don't know. So, the first psycho. Norman Bates, of course, played by Anthony Perkins, runs an out-of-the-way motel. He and his mother live in a big, scary house on top of the hill. I love that house. Uh, Marion Crane, who is played by Janet Leigh, who is, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis's from Halloween's mother. That I know. Yep probably most of us know that, maybe some younger people don't know it, but that's Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. She just stole $40,000 from her boss and is fleeing to be with her boyfriend, Sam Loomis. Bet you didn't know this one. Her boyfriend's name is Sam Loomis. Sam Loomis is also the name of the doctor on Halloween that Jamie Lee Curtis stars in. The psych- Michael Myers psychiatrist is named Sam Loomis. Do you know that?
1: They could have been more creative with names.
0: I know, mm. I don't... I wonder if Halloween was just ripping off Psycho. So, Marion stops at a hotel during a storm, and then you know what happens after that. Um, So, her sister, who's named Lila, and a private investigator named Milton Arbogast go looking for her. um, And, you know, I'm sure we've all seen the movie. We know what happens but the best scenes, I think, are at the end of this, which is the voiceover of Mother. So Norman as Mother in the uh, police station when he's wrapped up with a blanket. And then also the psychiatrist explains what has happened to Norman and that the Mother personality is has taken over and that Norman is not aware of the Mother at all.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And then who dies during this movie, which I have this at the end of every one of these. Uh, Norman and her boyfriend, Joe, die from strychnine poisoning by Norman, but that's off screen. So I'm not sure if we can count that. Marion, of course, is killed by uh, Mother, stabbed to death in the shower. And Arbogast is also killed by Mother, and then he is pushed down the steps. Uh, There's also three unidentified girls who are killed. And that brings a total to six people. So we'll talk a lot more about the original Psycho in a minute. Psycho 2, we're getting into some movies that are probably lesser seen by people. Psycho 2, Norman has been released from the mental hospital and goes back home. Yeah, like that's a good idea. <laughs> he meets a nice waitress who is Meg Tilly. Who is? You know who Meg Tilly is? Jennifer Tilly's sister. Jennifer Tilly is the one that's in the Chucky movie. Oh. And she plays a main game of poker. So that's Jennifer Tilly's, and she was inbound. That's Jennifer Tilly's sister, and I'm sure a bunch of other things. Um, so, and again, people start to die. But here's the kicker. We learn that the waitress is actually Mary Loomis. Does that last name Loomis sound familiar? No. We just talked about it in the first one. <laughs> Remember Sam Loomis? Sam Mary Loomis the is the daughter of Lila Crane, who married, get this, her sister's boyfriend after she was murdered in the shower.
1: Oh, too many names.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hmm, I don't know about that. Anyway, so Lila is back. Oh, and the Lila in this movie is portrayed by the same woman who played Lila in the first movie, and that is Vera Miles. And so Vera is upset that Mor- that Norman was released, and so she and her daughter are in cahoots to drive Norman crazy again and have him recommitted. There's also a kindly woman at the diner where Norman goes to work named Mrs. Spool. And in the end of the movie, and I'll give you the death count in a second, so let's see, Um, we learn that Mrs. Spool supposedly is Norman's real mother and that she had Norman and she was committed to a mental hospital and so her sister, who is the one that Norman poisoned, all those years ago, took care of him and never told him that she was not really his mother. And Missus Spool is the one that's been killing all the people in Psycho too. So it was not Lila and her daughter. Um, and there's a shocking, very shocking scene at the end of this. So she comes to sit down for tea, and I we're like, has he, has he poisoned her? Like he poisoned everybody else after he finds out his real mother. He has a shovel in the kitchen. He was downstairs shoveling coal into the furnace. And her back is to him, and he bashes her overhead with a shovel and kills her dead. Mm. And then takes her upstairs and stuffs her, and then she takes the place in the window of his original mother.
1: Gotta How's keep that those, for crazy? it has got to keep those bodies fresh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, who dies in Psycho 2? Um, there's Mr. Toomey, who was played by Dennis Franz, who was the hotel manager, and he was a real jerk. There was a teenage boy who snuck into the basement of the Bates house with his girlfriend, um, smoked some pot and fooled around. He was killed. Uh, Lila Loomis was killed by Mrs. Spool, so unfortunately she can't come back. Dr. Raymond, who is uh, Norman's psychiatrist, is accidentally killed by Mary when he sneaks up on her in the house. Mary is killed by the police when she's dressed up as Norman's mother with the wig and the big, you know, kitchen knife and the dress, trying to prove to Norman that he was not going crazy and talking to his mother, but then the police break in and see her standing over him with a knife and kill her dead. And then lastly, of course, Mrs. Spool, who gets whacked in the head with a shovel. How's that for a death count? That's great. (laughs) So five people dead in Psycho 2. Psycho 3 is for some reason set one month later after the events of Psycho 2. This is kind of where they start to lose audiences. An ex-nun named Maureen, who's played by Diana Scarwood. Did you see Mommy Dearest? Yes. Okay, so she is the daughter, Christina. Oh, that that uh, Joan Crawford goes batshit crazy on and screams, "No more wire hangers ever!" The Remember most that famous line? Yes. In movie history. So that's Christina. So I think she did a really good job on that. It's just this in this movie, I don't find her too sympathetic. Anyway, she's having a crisis of faith at the beginning of the movie. You just hear this voiceover that says what. There is no God. I think that's it. Um, and she's at the top of a bell tower. She's getting ready to commit suicide. A nun goes up to try to help her. But, of course, she grabs the nun. The nun plummets to the ground. So that's one nun down. Oh, my God. And then she leaves and ends up at Bates Motel. And then, of course, Norman has a thing for her because Norman always has a thing for women with short blonde hair for some reason. So go figure. So Oh, he might have liked me. Yeah, Uh, let's see. So she's at the Bates Motel. Then there's another woman in town who is a journalist who's trying to write an article on serial killers and wants to talk to Norman Tracy Venable. Um, And then Maureen tries to kill herself in the tub. And just when, of course, the mother persona was going to show up and kill her in the tub yet again, somebody else killed in the tub. And instead, she thinks it's an angel that has come to save her and she slit her wrists. So he doesn't kill her. He saves her. But you know, she's not going to live through this. Because does anybody live through being around Norman?
1: Maybe. Mm. Does he have any
0: pets? <laughs> They're all stuffed, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, so, and I'll give you the death count in a second. But basically, this undoes the part in the second one where... Emma Spool was his mother. It's determined that Emma Spool was not his mother. She was his aunt. And yes, she indeed was crazy. And at some point, she stole baby Norman from his mother for a while. And then they had to get him back. So that all undoes uh, the second one. And then, again, Norman is caught at the end of three and institutionalized again. And this time, he has... Emma's severed hand hidden in his clothes. So he's petting the hand while he's uh, being carted off. So that's the end of two. Who dies in this movie? One nun, as we already said. This guy called Dwayne Duke, who brought Maureen to the motel, and he was a real sleazeball. Red. Patsy, a girl that got killed in the phone booth. Um, and then Maureen is killed by going down the steps, falling down the steps in the Bates house. And, you know, that little statue at the bottom of the steps that was a Cupid? She is impaled on that, in the head. Um, Man, a lot of people go down those steps. They really should do something. That's a safety hazard in that house for sure.
1: Call OSHA.
0: Call OSHA, yep. Yeah, because I would not be going anywhere around these steps knowing how many people have gone down them at this point. Okay, Psycho 4. You ready for Psycho 4? Yes. Psycho 4 undoes the events of 2 and 3, so it, it... completely ignores them and says, uh we're just going from the movie original psycho to psycho four. And the reason is the screenwriter on this is the same screenwriter, Joseph Stefano, who did Psycho 1. Mm-hmm. So forget what you just heard in 2 and 3 and just remember what's in Psycho. And the backdrop of this is a radio call-in show. The host is CCH Pounder. She's really good in everything she does. She's the host and the a uh, show is about men who murder their mothers. So Norman calls in and pretends to be some guy named Ed. And much of the movies is flashbacks to him as a boy. So this is giving you the whole backstory that we didn't have before in the original Psycho. So um, an interesting fact, Norman's in-real-life son, who's named Oz or Osgood, plays a very young Norman in this. So you get Ooh. to see him. He later later grew up uh, to do a cup later grew up to become an actor and did a couple of other things, including, you probably won't know these, these are a couple of horror ones, but uh, let's see, The Black Coat's Daughter, and what else is it? Um, I'll find the other one in a minute. But he's done a couple of things. Um, So he plays a younger Norman, then a slightly older Norman is played by Henry Thomas from E.T. Remember him? And the mother, get this, is played by Olivia Hussey, who we talked about in our very first episode because she starred in Black Christmas. So Mm. she stars as Norma Bates in this movie, and she really is a good actress. Um, Yeah, she, you know, she played Norma. One minute she was, you know, loving and kind, and one minute she was completely bonkers. So that was interesting to see. Also interesting, her daughter is currently in something that's airing on TNT, which is called I Am The Night, which is the story of the Black Dahlia murders. So her daughter is named uh, India Eastley, and she is playing Fauna Hodel from I Am The Night. So that's another very interesting story. Um, let's see here. So as I said, Norman's out of the hospital this time, and guess what? He's married one of his former psychologists who is named Connie. And the reason he's calling in is to tell the people on the radio show that he's going to have to kill Connie because Connie did what he specifically asked her not to do, which is get pregnant. And Connie wants to keep the baby. She got pregnant on purpose. And he is afraid that the baby will turn into a monster. And given his family's track record, uh, I can't say I blame him, although he really probably shouldn't kill Connie. What do you think? I don't think so. So most of it is, like I said, those flashbacks, then the talk show, then at the very end he hangs up. He takes Connie back to the Bates' Bates house. He's going to kill her, but instead she manages to talk some sense into him. And instead of him killing her, he burns down the whole house and almost dies in the process. um, And then declares that he's free after that. And at the very end, you hear a baby crying. So the baby has been born at the end of Psycho 4.
1: He doesn't really think things through, does he?
0: Poor Norman, he doesn't. So who dies in this movie? Norman's potential first girlfriend. Well, she picked a bad guy to go out with, didn't she? (laughs) Norman's real father, who was stung by bees off screen. Go figure. I don't know why that's on there. We actually see Norman poison his mother and her boyfriend this time. It was only referred to in Psycho. And there was also an older woman in the car that Norman was trying to get jiggy with. And uh, he also killed her. So that's five. Okay. Just a couple more things. We're going to do the Psycho remake and then the TV shows, and then we'll talk about trivia. Great. So, the Psycho remake from 1998 stars Vince Vaughn as Norman, and Hayes as Marion Crane, and Juliana Morris as her sister Lila Crane. It also has Vigo Morrison as Sam Loomis, and William H. Macy as the P.I. Arbogast. I'm not sure why they made this movie. It's called a shot-by-shot remake, and most of it is a shot-by-shot remake, But they added a few things like some very strange random images during the murders and a few other things. And I'm like, yeah, I guess... I don't know why Gus Van Zandt did this except to prove that he could do a shot-by-shot remake. But what's the point? It doesn't add anything to the story at all. All the actors are sadly, sadly miscast. It just makes me mad watching it, actually. Because I'm like, we already have the perfect one in the first Psycho. Why do we need this? And I'm sorry I did not buy... Anne Heche as Marion Crane at all. Oh my God. Because in my head, that character is Janet Lee. So, anyway. Uh, the Bates uh, Motel TV series from 1987 was released by NBC and uh, as I've already said, it was a failed TV pilot. But it follows a roommate that Norman had while he was in the psych hospital. Norman dies. He gives the... He wills the hotel to this guy... This guy goes to try to start the hotel again, and he runs into Laurie Petty, who plays a, su- a spunky sidekick. And then at some wo- point, some woman che- checks into the motel, who's planning to kill herself, and then all of a sudden, this movie becomes a PSA for suicide prevention. Like, all of these kids from the 1950s that kill themselves show up and try to tell the woman not to kill herself. I have... Yes, that's right. Even the cat didn't like that. <laughs> um, so... I don't know why they went in that direction, but don't even waste your time watching it. So who dies in this movie? Nobody. No nobody dies. Two hours, two and a half hours. I can't remember how long it is, but nobody dies. So please skip that one. <laughs> and and use an hour of your life to do something else more constructive. And lastly, Base Motel, the TV series. Uh, I was originally very skeptical about this when it came out because, like I said, how are they going to... Um, make any what's the word um More. improve on something that's already perfect okay so i was like oh, we don't really need this but when i watched it it was so good i mean I, it's like my second favorite thing now so what they did was they did a whole backstory between norman and norma and because they had several seasons to do it they were really able to flesh out the characters I will say when you're watching these, a few of the side plots in the first couple of seasons are kind of, you know, go off on a tangent. But when you get to the later seasons, it is excellent. And who dies during this series? I'm not going to tell you because it would ruin it for you. Obviously, we know what happens to poor Norman, but how she gets there is a whole other story. So, why should you watch these movies? Well, Psycho is considered one of the most revolutionary movies of all time. It definitely up into the horror genre and some people say it started the slasher genre. Um now we've talked about before Bay of Blood from nineteen seventy one and Black Christmas from nineteen seventy four officially had that title, but it was really the predecessor of that. Uh <laughs> the cat sneezing, scratching. Well, I'm sorry, whatever. It took um, my
1: attention away for a second.
0: <laughs> so Uh, Before Psycho, so you can measure really uh, horror movies in two ways here. There's Before Psycho and After Psycho. So Before Psycho, many of the horror movies were about monsters. So, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon, The Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula. After Psycho, we determined that man is the real monster. And that's even scarier because the real monster might be the kindly guy who's living next door to you.
1: And that's the truth.
0: Yeah, that's scary. So, also before Psycho, all main characters were safe from being killed, but Marion Crane is brutally murdered in the first third of this movie, which had absolutely never been done before, and what Hitchcock did to try to get people not to tell other people, you know, what was happening is he made theater owners ban anyone who arrived late to the movie theater so that they either you were there at the beginning or you couldn't come in at all. Because he wanted to control uh, the story as much as possible. And he even bought up as many copies of the book, The Psycho, as possible just to keep people from reading it. That wouldn't work now, of course, because the internet. But back then he did a pretty good job. And most people, I think, kept a secret. Um... So that's that. The shower scene. The shower scene is the most famous in cinema history. I think this is probably the most famous scene ever. I can't think of anything more famous. Can you?
1: No, not off, not offhand. I, I'm still to this day scared of my shower.
0: And interestingly, it's only 45 seconds long, and it is composed of 70-something different shots. Wow. Several actresses besides Janet Leigh were used as body devils in order, you know, for nudity. Um, and you'll notice that there's actually very little blood or gore. The blood that you see going down the sink, going down the tub, is actually chocolate syrup. And one of the reasons that Hitchcock filmed this in black and white was he knew that he could not get red blood, you know, they would not get past the censors. The censors were so strict at that point. So I think that's an excellent scene. Um... Well, yep. if I'm going
1: to get killed, I hope it's with chocolate syrup. I'll go out.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: In a sweet way.
0: <laughs> Me too. That's the way to go. It was. The, speaking of censors, this was the first time a woman had been seen in a bra on a movie. Did you know that? Get this. This was the first time a flushing toilet had been seen in a movie. Scandalous. Um, and let us not forget the musical score. Psycho has one of the most recognized musical scores of all time.
1: That's great. And
0: it's all strings and it was done by Bernard Herman. The only score I can think of, well, obviously star Wars, but, uh, Halloween is another, you know, very prominent one, mm-hmm. uh, point of view camera work. So now in this movie, we're seeing the events through Norman's eyes, which we talked about in the very first, uh, point of view serial killer point of view when we did black christmas so this is another one of those this helps us sympathize with norman instead of being a neutral observer and he initially of course seems to be a gentle person who's continually repressed by his overbearing mother and he's conflicted with sexual feelings about his mother who's always telling him he's dirty
1: it's a psychiatrist dream series
0: it is the end reveal that norman is not innocent trying to cover up mother's misdeeds is revolutionary the shot of Norman in the dress and wig brandishing a knife and the voiceover as we talked about at the end are brilliant and um, although now of course every horror movie you see you can think about whether it's going to have a multiple personality dissociative identity disorder um, storyline but back then there this was the first one so this had not existed before that other trivia let's do it some people have said that the psychiatrist explanation of norman's condition which we just talked about is the one weakness of the movie i don't think so because back then like i said nobody had ever seen this before so hitchcock had to explain to the audience what was going on i'm not sure everybody would have gotten that what do you think i mean they'd seen a guy in a dress and then they'd be like what happened right so um so he tacked that on the end we would not need that now of course for audiences though uh, many of the psychological themes are at work in this movie, including the Oedipal Complex, Freud, the duality of characters between Marion and Norman, the audience as a voyeur along with Norman, and the symbolism with lots of birds and lots of mirrors all over the place. So if you watch it uh, now, check out the number of mirrors there are. Mirrors are everywhere. Psycho was the most famous of Hitchcock's movies, And it helped revitalize his career. It was actually the 47th movie that he directed. Oh, wow. And the studio, which was Paramount at the time, would not fund the movie. So Hitchcock did it himself in exchange for uh, a certain percentage of the profits. So the budget of the movie was $800,000, which was one-fifth of the movie he had done right before that, North and Northwest. And he saved money, like I said, by doing Black and White. And he also used the TV crew from Alfred Hitchcock Presents to keep the cost down. Remember that show?
1: That Alfred, he was a genius.
0: He was smart.
1: You can not top his his series. He was, he was awesome.
0: Yeah. Psycho was nominated for four Academy Awards. Best Director, Best Supporting Actress, Janet Lee, Best Black and White Cinematography, which obviously we don't have anymore. Best Black and White Production Design, but it didn't win any awards because all the awards committee hate horror movies for some reason. I don't know why, but every time there's a horror movie, it's like, forget it. They won't pay any attention to horror movies.
1: Tell them to get with it.
0: I know. So, Anthony Perkins, who was 27 when Psycho debuted, was typecast for the rest of his life. So, he did some work in Europe and also did stage work in New York. Sadly, he passed away in 1992 at the age of 60 from AIDS-related pneumonia. He was diagnosed during the filming of Psycho 4. So that's really, you know, if you watch Psycho 4, poignant in that he knows at some point that he has AIDS. Oh. So, um, here's something I bet you didn't know. he His wife was Barry Berenson, who was a photographer. We already mentioned his son, Oz, and he had another son named Elvis, who became a musician but Barry was killed on 9-11. She was on an American Airlines flight. She was flying from Cape Cod to California. So she was one of the people that was killed during 9-11. Oh, that's sad. That's very sad, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, Hitchcock's daughter, Pat Hitchcock, played the other secretary in the office where Janet Lee worked. So when you watch that, know that the other woman she's talking to is just a couple of lines is actually Hitchcock's daughter. Um, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit before, but Hitchcock was notorious as a stalker of women, and one of the the big cases was Tippi Hedren in The Birds. Um, here's another case of that where he had Peg Vera Miles, who played the sister, to star in Vertigo originally, but she got pregnant, and he used her as a sister in Psycho instead, but apparently never forgave her. So... He's brilliant, but like many brilliant people, he had some issues. Um, Here's something I I guarantee you didn't know. When Norman carried Mother to the fruit cellar in Psycho, she was at one point played by a little person named Mitzi Costner, and Hitchcock had purposefully altered the size of Mother throughout the film in order to confuse audiences. Did you know that? No. If you knew that, I'd be like, I don't know. This
1: trivia is great.
0: The voice of Mother is a composite of several voices, Virginia Gregg, Jeanette Nolan, and Paul Jason. Paul Jason was a friend of Anthony Perkins who could do a mean old lady voice (laughs) who used to do it to entertain people all the time, so they merged all three of those voices together. So that is a great voice for Mother, don't you think? Yes. Um, Hitchcock Law launched a major marketing campaign for the movie. He had a six-minute trailer in which he walked around the Psycho set talking about murders and talking about people tumbling down the stairs in the Bates' house. He also released photos that said Mrs. Bates on the back of the chair. You know, those little chairs they all sit in?
1: Oh, she had her own chair. She
0: had her own chair, and everybody sat in the chair, including Hitchcock, except for,
1: guess the, who? The real
0: Mrs. Except Bates. for Anthony Perkins. Oh. So he filmed everybody else sitting in that chair except for him, because oh he God. didn't want to give it away. Also, he did not release any copies of the movies ahead of time to critics like they normally do. He made them go to the theater and watch the movie with everybody else, which upset some of them, and they gave him bad reviews. <laughs> but anyway, let's see. Here, about the Psycho House. Uh, yep, this is the last one. So, the Psycho House, which originally built on the Universal Studio lot, $15,000, it is based on Edward Hopper's 1925 painting, by railroad you should look that up and it's also based on the Adams family house um, it was a prominent feature on the Universal Tour tram for many years and in fact when they drove by the Psycho house somebody would run out with a knife and chase them
1: oh. <laughs> isn't that fun? that was great
0: um, but interestingly the house was just a facade so the front and the left hand side which is all you ever see in Psycho is all that existed. When you went around to the right, there was nothing there. Oh, wow. So it was just those two walls. Um, let's see. And this, it doesn't exist anymore, but this house was used in many, many, many other things. So they would just, like, alter the appearance of it. And they also altered the appearance for one of the TV shows that I think you like. It was a house that was on Wisteria Lane, Oh. On Desperate Housewives. Yes. They filmed that whole street there, and they altered all those houses. Oh, wow. To be the houses that they lived in. I so that all the time. One of those was a psycho house, yep. Um, and then the latest iteration of the TV show, Psycho was filmed in the British Columbia, so obviously they didn't use that house anymore. There's an excellent YouTube video called What Happened to the Psycho House by Cinemassacre. It's really, really good, and it tells you exactly what part went where, what was changed for what. So it's a quick watch, and it's definitely worth it.
1: That's always interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so, in conclusion, obviously you know what my favorites are, Psycho and the Bates Motel TV series on a and I'd like to say forget the other episodes, but they, they aren't horrible, actually, for sequels. Are they at the level of the original Psycho? No, nothing is going to equal or top the original Psycho because it's perfect in my book. But they're not bad, and they actually flesh out the characters. So in terms of rating for me, the top would be Psycho, Bates Motel, then Psycho 4 because of the flashbacks, then Psycho 2, and then Psycho 3 I don't really care about. But so, Michelle, what recipe do you have?
1: For us today. Yeah. Well, um, I always try to get some foods that were incorporated from the movies that Jeanette talks about. So um, Norman talks about um, the grilled cheese sandwiches that he had one fond memory, right, Jeanette, of his, of his mother, mother.
0: From Psycho 2.
1: That made him grilled cheese sandwiches when he wasn't feeling well. Well, that's kind of weird, eating grilled cheese sandwiches When you're not feeling well, but that's Norman. That's Norman for you. He's kind of weird himself. But uh, from the chunky chef, there's ultimate gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. I present to you. Jeanette will put that uh, include that in the um, in the production today. And uh, everybody have a wonderful weekend. And uh, wonderful weekend.
0: Run if you see Norman. He means well, but he just you know goes a little crazy sometimes.
1: Stay away from crazy people. (laughs) Or, well, they could be fun, too. So have a great weekend. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.